Sloppy Joe, a very good meal, a very terrible, bad president. Sloppy Joe, you heard. He's over in Ireland, and they blew it again. Uh, Joe Biden lost a great big secret document, his entourage did, detailing uh, various security arrangements. A top secret document left in the trash. Go figure. This guy, this administration, they can't do anything right. Oh, by the way, what's he doing over there four days in Ireland? I think this means he's not running. More on that in a moment. But uh, the documents, you know about the top secret documents that are on the internet. <laughs> They're actually some teenager put it on his uh, Twitter and then it went viral. Our precious secrets just out there for anyone. Nobody seems to take things seriously anymore. You know why, in part? Well, we haven't seen a spy, I mean a real spy, go down in a long time. Think about it. Back in the, uh, the 1980s, we took this stuff very seriously. Remember Jonathan Pollard? Yeah, he was spying for one of our friends, but that's still espionage, and he was sentenced to life in prison. Well, I think he was paroled a few years ago. Uh, let's see, the Walker family, you remember this? Also from the 1980s. Uh, they were in the Navy, sending all kinds of plans to the Russians. Very, very bad. Aldrich Ames, this guy total maniac. He got people killed. Russian double agents, people who were working for us, killed because he ratted on them. He's going to die in prison, as is this guy, Robert Hansen, uh, from the FBI, oh, by the way, caught sending all kinds of things to our enemies. How about that? Well, we don't really do it that way anymore. I'm serious. When is the last time we sent a spy away for the rest of his or her life? I can't remember. I do remember that uh, Bradley Manning, <laughs> remember this fiasco? This individual sent all kinds of uh, secrets, I mean top secret stuff, stuff that put the lives of our soldiers at risk in Iraq to WikiLeaks and other people. Bradley Manning is now Chelsea Manning. The sentence was commuted by Barack Obama, and Chelsea Manning is available for a speaking engagement near you. Maybe even Harvard University that tried to invite her a while back. How about Snowden? Remember him? A national security agency, I think he worked there. And then sent a lot of our secrets to a lot of people. I know he has his supporters, but uh, he needs to do at least some time in prison, don't you think? He's free, famous, selling books. He wrote a best-selling book. There seems to be a lot of incentives for would-be spies. Back to the Ireland trip for a moment, please. Uh, Hunter. Hunter Biden is with his dad on this. And quite frankly, it's shameless. I mean, look, Hunter. Hunter is acting like he is somehow an ambassador or a senator or a vice president. His dad's wingman on this trip. It's the height of arrogance. The fact that I'm here with my sister, Valerie, and my younger son, Hunter Biden. Stand up, guys. I'm proud of you. Really? Has he been through the laptop? Has he looked at the newspaper? <laughs> All right. Proud. That's pushing it. But it's kind of arrogant bringing that kid on the international stage, don't you think? After, well, there's a great big cloud over him. We know what he did. The association. This is why I think Joe's not running for president. This is the last time, the last big trip he can make where he's not a lame duck. He can show off his family because it's kind of a middle finger to everybody. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the president. I think this is the last hurrah. He wouldn't have brought Hunter otherwise. Could be wrong, but we'll see. Hey, have you ever heard of the master class? They have them online, and I, I guess you can sign up for a, a cooking class with Gordon Ramsay or 
or with a former president of the United States. People need to feel the potential to create a better tomorrow. This class is unlike anything I've ever done. I'll be teaching skills I developed and used in very challenging leadership positions. And I hope that those skills will help you in your personal and professional lives. Now, you can sign up for classes with Bill Clinton, Martin Scorsese, Ron Howard. Um, interesting, though. What can you learn from Bill Clinton? A career politician. Remember, they have to raise money. They ask for money. They do favors. Um, and as far as a course in leadership, after he hooked up with Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office, I don't know if this man can teach a course in leadership. Sorry, that was... Uh, Perhaps unforgivable, perhaps. You know who could teach a master class in presidential power? Donald Trump. And if you don't think so, if you're still on the fence about Donald Trump, <laughs> you got to see his latest interview. 60 Minutes, just, and it was like a tour of the world with Donald Trump and some things I had never heard before. There was this. I sadly killed a lot of Russian soldiers, that 500 group, because... They were doing things that they weren't supposed to. Nobody writes that, and I don't want them to write it. I'm not proud of it, but we did that. Remember the missile strike into Syria, 57, 58 missiles? I've never heard really a president talk about that, where you kill the intended target and you have feelings of empathy. Isn't that interesting? Um, ooh, here's this. We haven't heard these stories before. What he told President Xi about Taiwan. I told him, you can't go into Taiwan. You can't. You can't do it. I won't tell you exactly what I said, but it was something that probably a lot of people wouldn't like if they heard it. But it was very tough. Don't go into Taiwan. If you do, we're going to have problems. Other than that, we're going to be great relationship. We're going to have a great relationship. And he said to me when I said, we're going to do something, if he goes in, no, 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 you wouldn't do it. I'll do that. I swear I'll do that. Oh, wow. What was it? What was it? There are strategic ramifications, I think, to all of this. Positive, positive for America, positive for a future Trump presidency. Something else that's on his mind that I haven't heard about in a long time. You've heard of nuclear proliferation. What about a small nuclear bomb, say, in a suitcase smuggled into a city? Take a look. The problem we have, the biggest problem we have in the whole world, it's not global warming, it's nuclear warming. And all it takes is one madman, and you're going to have a problem the likes of which the world has never seen. And it's only a matter of seconds. You don't have to wait two to three hundred years for it to happen. Nuclear warming. Nuclear warming. Just one bomb that's like 10,000 times the strength of Hiroshima or Nagasaki. What would that do to the environment? I never heard it put quite that way. Look. He is a master at this, I do believe, and I do believe he commands respect on the world stage. You know, late-night comedians laugh at him. President Xi does not laugh at him. Uh, Putin does not laugh at him. And that's important. It is. All right. He has another competitor, though, for the Republican nomination, potentially. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Uh, check it out. If the radical left gets their way, millions more families will be trapped in failing schools, crime-ridden neighborhoods, and crushing inflation. Not on my watch. This is personal to me, 
I will never back down in defense of the conservative values that make America exceptional. And that's why I'm announcing my exploratory committee for president of the United States. All right. Exploratory, not totally official, but kind of. There's more. I will defend the Judeo-Christian foundation our nation is built on and protect our religious liberty. I will stand up to communist China and restore opportunities for hardworking Americans to thrive and prosper. I will fight to give every parent a choice in education so their children have a better chance in life. Okay. I can't argue with any of that. I like that stuff. But there's, I don't know, there's something, there's a little bit more. See, I was raised by a single mother in poverty. The spoons in our apartment were plastic, not silver. But we had faith. We put in the work, and we had an unwavering belief that we, too, could live the American dream. I know America is a land of opportunity, not a land of oppression. I know it because I've lived it. I like the guy. I like what he's saying. I like the principles, of course. And, um, but... I don't know. Can he do it? Take a look at his background. I mean, this is, he's a career politician. Been in politics for, for a long time. And part of it is that whole life story thing. Not lifetime accomplishments, but my life story. Single mother, all that kind of stuff. I mean, everybody has a story. Is it that compelling a story? I mean, Barack Obama had a story. Remember that? A story. Donald Trump had accomplishments. And he didn't say that much about accomplishments. Look, I like him maybe someday, but is he ready to take on the deep state? Tim Scott versus the deep state. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> Actually, I do. Not this time, but we'll see. Uh, crime in America. It's, I've never seen anything like this. I really haven't. First of all, this is in New York City in a marijuana shop. You can go in and buy those things now, buy that material. No problem. But everybody in there is stoned, and one person is about to murder somebody. It's tough to look at. Uh, never seen this kind of depravity, actually, and we've seen a lot of depravity. That individual has been caught, apprehended. This is the suspect in custody, and he's got quite a record. Uh, in 2021, he was arrested for attempted murder, shooting at police officers. He himself was shot. That case has not yet come to trial, so he's out on bail. It was set at $300,000. Uh, you only have to pay 10% of it. And these days, you don't actually have to factor in the danger factor. So $30,000 and he's walking around. Oh, by the way, he has a pending lawsuit against the NYPD because he says they roughed him up at one point. And uh, yes, uh, the, the bullet wounds, but... What about the bullet wounds he inflicted on the other guys and the shots fired? It's just amazing that this guy is walking around. And yet Donald Trump is the one who's going through the criminal justice system in New York City. Huh? How about that? That guy was free. Donald Trump for a moment, but he was in custody last week. Alvin Bragg did that. The worst district attorney in America. And tomorrow, Donald Trump will be deposed once again by the worst attorney general in America, Letitia James. Yes, she has some questions about real estate. 
She thinks she knows better about real estate than Donald Trump. This is not going to go well for her. Give me a moment, please. I'll be right back. Big news from the app world. Millions have downloaded the Newsmax app. It's one of the most popular apps on both iPhones and Android devices. Plus, it's free. So go to your app store now and you'll get easy access to Newsmax.com for top news. Plus, you can watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. And remember to sign up for app notifications so you never miss a breaking news alert from Newsmax. Download the free app now. Takes just seconds. Newsmax TV. Watch us anytime, anywhere. This is pandering uh, the highest order. There's absolutely no talent on display here. These are not little kids. These are grown women, and he's pretending it's whatever. This is pandering in my book, and that's what he does a lot of. He went to Florida to take on Ron DeSantis, and Ron has made a public college, well, a little bit less woke lately, and he has a big problem with it, Gavin. I'm here in Sarasota, Florida at New College, and we're here just to remind everybody of what's happening in Florida and other states like it. Guys like Ron DeSantis, these functionally authoritarian leaders passing bills like don't say gay, threatening classroom instruction, criminalizing teachers, criminalizing librarians, banning books, banning speech, coming to colleges like this and taking over the universities. You are a liar and totally misrepresenting the issue and also pretending you're having a good time when adults are making fools out of themselves at that little dance a moment ago. <laughs> this is what folks object to, all right? This is the essence of it, okay? Monsters hanging around with kids. This is the problem. You can say it's civil. It's just, this is a civil rights issue. Maybe deep down you believe that. I don't know. I don't know what he stands for. I think he stands for being slim and having big hair. Gavin, uh, there's more. Ron DeSantis is nothing more than a bully. He bullies vulnerable communities, tries to humiliate people, talking down to people, talking past people because they look different, they love different. That's weakness masquerading as strength. One of the most populous states in the country just re-elected Ron DeSantis by a seven-figure margin, right? What did he win by? Two million votes? This guy just was recalled. It's amazing. We've all seen the chaos that California is in. One more. This is a preview of things to come. They want to bring us back to a pre-1960s world. Coming to colleges like this and taking over the universities to instill their version of ideological rigidity, not freedom. You know, not everything that happened post-1960s is positive, all right? Not everything. Now, there are some things that obviously we've improved, and that's great. But this is not an improvement. Monsters hanging out with children. And Gavin pretending that it's a civil rights issue and... That's uh, this is a guy who spent some time with Democrat consultants, right? Or maybe he's been in politics so long he can do it himself. But that clapping, that clapping today <laughs> during that pathetic display, these are adults at a college. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm glad I'm not in politics. I could never, ever, ever, would never uh, pretend that that was worth clapping to.
That's pandering, and there's a lot of it going on. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. All that pandering, telling audiences what you think they want to hear in this context, it leads to the death of children. It does. It leads to robbing them of their innocence and too often lives. Another thing, remember the Black Lives Matter movement, they really only care about black lives when a black life is taken by a white cop. They can exploit it, they can make money that way, they can gain political power that way, but otherwise, they don't give a damn. Hey, I'm so glad that Elon Musk is out there, the richest man in the world who is, quite frankly, on our side, and he has a sense of humor, and he's smart as hell. Uh, he's on Twitter a lot. He owns the thing. And somehow he invited a BBC reporter, or the BBC said, can we come? And yeah, the BBC sat down with Elon Musk, and they did not do their homework ahead of time. Take a look. You see more hate speech personally. I would say I would see more hateful content in that. In that content moment. you don't like or, or hateful? What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of, those kinds of things. All right, this is what the left says, that ever since, well, Elon Musk took it over, Twitter is no longer designed to promote liberals over conservatives. It's a bit more neutral, so they say it's all full of hate speech. Watch what happens next. Can you name one example? I, I honestly don't. I, I, honestly, you I don't, can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why, because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore, because I, I just don't particularly like it. You said actually, a lot, of people, a lot of people are quite similar. I, 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 only, well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. My you said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example, not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, I, then I how did you see the hateful content? content? Because I've been, I've been using, I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you for you hateful content. And I'm asking for one example. Right. And, and you I, can't I, give us a single one. And, and, and I'm saying, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. I, 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 I haven't checked my feed. I, I, I don't know. You'd be better off saying the dog ate it next. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con content. Not even one tweet. And yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed, you just lied. What, no, no, what I claim was uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that kind of information is on the rise. Now, whether, whether it has on Give my feed or example. not, I mean, I, right. And Literally, can't name one. Like All right, many organizations. I've heard that too. Many organizations say, many organizations say that there's chatter advocating violence. They all say it. They just say it. Uh, I think he talks COVID comes up next. COVID misinformation. You changed, you changed the COVID misinformation. Has rules. BBC changed this COVID misinformation? The BBC does not set the rules on Twitter, so I'm asking you. No, I'm talking about the BBC's misinformation about COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm literally Has asking... Yes, 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 because the BBC and so much of mainstream media... They are responsible for copious misinformation when it came to COVID. Does the BBC uh, hold itself at all responsible for misinformation re regarding ma masking and, and side effects of vaccinations and not reporting on that at all? 
And what about the fact that the BBC was put under pressure by the British government to change its editorial policy? Are you aware of that? This is, a, this is not an interview about the BBC. Oh, so. you thought it wasn't? <laughs> and this, I see now why you've done Twitter Spaces. I am not a representative of the BBC's editorial policy. I want to make that clear. Let's talk about something else. You want I'm to talk about the BBC? You too. All right, let's, 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 talk about, let's talk about something else. You weren't expecting that. Oh, that was good. It was, I timed it. Those uh, gaps, the, the moments of silence were only about three seconds long, but it seemed a hell of a lot longer and very, very difficult for that very poorly prepared and misinformed individual, wasn't? Good job, Elon Musk. Look, I like Twitter. I like it more now with him in charge, but it can be addicting. You know, the phone is addicting. I talked about this yesterday, the tipping point. People are now spending more time on their phones than in the world. They used to say you check your phone 58 times a day. No, you're checking the world maybe 58 times a day. Most people are living on this thing all the time. I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be manipulated by big tech any more than I already am. All these algorithms and addictive apps. My new drill, you got to have a phone, text, talk, whatever. But I'm going to walk around everywhere I go with the great big hardcover book. A notebook, an old-fashioned notebook, and a whiteboard. It will not be sleek. It will not be cool. But I am less likely to go to this thing, right? Does that sound like a plan? I'm day one so far, and it worked. We'll see you about tomorrow. I'll be right back. Hey, guys, it's Carson for Gold Alliance. If you're concerned about how Washington's latest shenanigans may impact your financial future, this is an important message to hear because right now we have a stock market correction. We got high inflation, Fed rate hikes happening all the time. Some experts say a recession may sweep the nation and folks who fail to prepare may face challenging times ahead, while gold owners may have a historic opportunity to grow richer. Now, if you'd like to learn a simple way you can diversify with gold before an economic downturn comes, if you'd like to put yourself on the road to financial peace of mind, the new 2023 Gold Guide from our friends at Gold Alliance can show you how. Here's what you got to do. Just go to www.freegoldguide.com slash Carson. Freegoldguide.com slash Carson. Or you can write down this number, 800-247-9236. 800-247-9236. Or again, go to freegoldguide.com slash Carson. All right, President Trump's big interview last night. I thought it was totally outstanding. I learned a lot. Very, very impressive. Let's bring in the experts, though. We have Blaine Holt, the retired Brigadier General at the U.S. Air Force. He was also the U.S. Deputy Military Rep to NATO and a Newsmax contributor. And Gordon Chang, author of The Great U.S.-China Tech War and The Coming Collapse of China. Welcome to you both, gentlemen. I know you saw the interview. Uh, do me a favor. I got it all queued up. This was possibly, for me, the best moment. Let's go ahead and play it, and then we'll talk. I told him, you can't go into Taiwan. You can't. You can't do it. I won't tell you exactly what I said, but it was something that probably a lot of people wouldn't like if they heard it. But it was very tough. Don't go into Taiwan. If you do, we're going to have problems. Other than that, we're going to be great relationship. We're going to have a great relationship. And he said to me when I said we're going to do something, if he goes in, no, 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 you wouldn't do it. I'll do that. I swear I'll do that. I swear I'll do that. The left is horrified. It, first of all, rings totally true to me. Gordon, what are your thoughts? What do you think of that? 
The most important thing is that this reminds us of Richard Nixon um, and the crazy man theory that uh, he's, you know, adversaries of the United States didn't know what Nixon would do. And I think Trump was very much the same way. You know, the Chinese can deal with friendly American presidents. They can deal with unfriendly American presidents. The one thing they can't deal with, though, are unpredictable American presidents. And Trump was unpredictable. And we know that he deterred the Chinese. This was great foreign policy, although people might not like it. But it worked. And that really is the critical factor. It worked, Greg. Yeah, no, I get it. And general, I mean, you compare what we just saw to Joe Biden going around saying, we don't want conflict. <laughs> what's what's more effective? Yeah, I have to believe that uh, President Trump's approach is probably much more reasonable where we don't really truly understand how the United States will play things. I can tell you that in my travels as a military officer, I've, I've, I've managed to have dialogues with several of my counterparts in the People's Liberation Army and in the Russian Army. And the one thing that vexes them about American warfighting is they say, we spend years studying your doctrine because you publish it. But the thing that really makes us angry is, is that when you go to war, you don't do any of those things. And I said, well, welcome to America. We're very hyperdynamic. And I think President Trump really exuded that. And that's where he commanded respect, meaning peace through strength works. We don't want to mess with the United States. Yeah, no, it was um, necessary. Uh, there's also this, his assessment of, of President Xi. Hit that, please. How, how smart is he, could you tell? Top of the line. Top of the line. Yeah. They're all top of the line. Our, our guy's not top of the line. Never was. These are top of the line people at the top of their game. President Xi is a brilliant man. If you went all over Hollywood to look for somebody to play the role of President Xi, you couldn't find it. There's nobody like that. You know, it's tough, but he's also offering that assessment. The left horrified. Uh, Gordon, number one, do you agree with him, your sense of Xi? And what do you think of what he just said? Well, Xi Jinping as a national leader is brilliant. I mean, he's evil. Um, and I think that he can bring down the international system. He's horrible. Um, but, yeah, he is smart, just like Hitler was smart. Um, and that's the thing that I think that President Trump understood, because in the United States right now, we have a lot of national security officials, and we have a President Biden who think they're smart, who think they're brilliant, but they're not, because Xi Jinping understands Biden and has got Biden's number, and he's been pushing us around, especially over the last couple months. So we can see that Biden's foreign policy, even though it sounds good to the ear, just is not working. You know, all that time that she spent with Biden, we know that from Biden bragging all the time. Yeah, he's got his number. And also, I mean, these guys, they know who they're dealing with. They know that Trump was famous for 30 years and a billionaire. They know that Joe Biden is the senator from a nowhere state, sorry, and got lucky and is just a, a career politician with no depth. I mean, they know that and therefore... Blaine, they would definitely respect somebody like Donald Trump, I mean, exponentially more. Right. And, you know, Gordon would know better. But in Chinese culture, the businessman, the wise businessman, the one who's been successful and has proven themselves time and time again, is going to engender so much more respect than the pandering politician who just wants to cut a deal for the expediency of the advantage in the time. And I truly believe that 
Xi Jinping thinks that he's got so much leverage over this particular administration. And you can see it. The, the, the results speak for themselves. Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party, who are literally playing a pair of twos when you think about how desperate the Chinese domestic situation is, are going all over the world, cutting deals left and right and isolating the United States away from traditional allies and partners. And we just sit back watching uh, uh, terrified of even making a decision or stepping out in the right direction. And what does it do? It imperils us. It encourages fentanyl and deaths coming into our country daily from from how they're using our country. All right. Hey, real quick, Gordon, if you don't mind, uh, how worried are you right now? You've been kind of raising the alarm about this uh, for a long time, but now it feels like something bad could happen imminently. Yeah, General Blaine, um, General Hall said that really, really, real, really well. This is a consequential moment because the Chinese show utter disregard for the United States. They don't respect Biden. They fly spy balloons over our country and they think that we won't do anything. This is dangerous. All right. Well, let's hope for Here the best. <laughs> I, uh, it doesn't sound good. Um, no. no, not at all. All right. Anything, anything either of you have to cheer us up? You know, I think the dogs are going to win another national championship. I'm pretty convinced. And okay. Gordon oh, no, no, no. It. It's Alabama. It's, it's <laughs> roll tide. Gordon smiled. That's all I was looking for. Excellent. Doesn't matter. Thank you very much, Gordon Chang, General Holt. I'll be right back. race theory is absolutely embedded into the curriculum. I'm Tonight, I am here to be the voice of one child that has been impacted by CRT in their school. The biracial child, according to the parent, after attending SPS, felt so bad about the being white part. I'm allowing you to speak. Your five minutes is up. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Well, you have a child in SPS that tried to commit suicide Your because they were, told up. they were white. And the cops came, the cops came speaking out at a school board meeting. Well, that was Brooke Henderson, an educator in Springfield, Missouri. And she, like a lot of people, don't like all this woke stuff that is being shoved down everybody's throats. She teamed up with a lawyer. They filed a lawsuit and unfortunately, well, turned out to be a bit of a disaster. Take a look at this. The judge ordered her to pay. This court finds the educator's claims to be frivolous. Springfield Public Schools requests a total of $312,869.50. The school district's motion for attorney's fees is granted. That means she has to pay. Brooke Henderson uh, joins us along with her attorney, Kimberly Herman, the general counsel at the Southeastern Legal Foundation. Welcome to you both. This does seem a little bit insane, but Brooke, before we get to the money, can you just tell us what were you going through and what specifically did you have a problem with at the school district? Um, well, thank you for having me and giving me a chance to tell my story tonight. Um, I had to go through in 2020 district-wide mandated equity training that made us um, adhere to the fact, to admit that America is systemically racist, that if America is colorblind, then we are white supremacist. Um, and I just believed that the training was wrong. There was no way out. If we spoke our opinion, we threatened, we were threatened to lose pay. If we didn't attend, we could lose pay. We could be written up and it just felt hopeless. 
And this is a public school. Uh, you teamed up with Kimberly Herman. I mean, all that stuff to me is offensive, but I've heard it before. That's classic woke CRT stuff. Um, Kimberly, if you can tell us specifically, how do you how do you tackle that from a legal perspective? Yeah, so there was so much more going on in this school district training than just having to sit there and listen to this woke ideology. In this training, Brooke and the other attendees had to actually affirm and attest to these ideas. They had to affirm that colorblindness was white supremacy. And then when they dared speak something different and actually speak their mind, they were shamed and they were silenced. And so their speech was both compelled and their viewpoint was discriminated against. This is not a situation where they just had to sit there and listen. There was an active component to this mandatory training, and if they didn't attend, their pay would have been docked. Now, when I hear about this, the judge ordering 312000 that I, you have to pay. Let's put the judge up. This is Doug Harpool, um, I believe an Obama appointee. Do we have a picture of the judge? And, okay, here he is. Uh, <laughs> what do you think he's trying to do? I mean, I think he's trying to probably discourage anybody else from daring to question woke ideology. Have you ever seen anything like this before, Kimberly? I have not. Southeastern Legal Foundation has been around for almost 50 years, founded by Attorney General Ed Meese. We have never seen an attorney fee an award against a plaintiff uh, at all, let alone of this caliber, in a civil rights action. That is not what civil rights cases are about. You are supposed to be able to stand up and and fight against the government when they violate your constitutional rights. He's turned the law on its head, and we are very confident that the Eighth Circuit will agree with us as we vigorously appeal this ruling. All right, and I want the details on that in a moment. But, I mean, Brooke, how, how nervous are you? I, I mean, would insurance cover this? I don't think it's going to come to that. I mean, some <laughs> this can't stand. But are you worried right now? I mean, does this fall on you financially? Um, it, it, it's, it's scary. As an educator, this, is, this ruling was almost, it was over a quarter of a million dollars. Um, and it, it is very scary, but I'm confident that we have the best legal team. I'm confident in the merits and the facts of this case that the Eighth, Cir Eighth Circuit will appeal and overturn this horrific judgment. All I right. feel like it was used to silence us. Absolutely. Now, in the meantime, and I hope this isn't true, um, Kimberly, does she have to put up 10 percent or anything like that? Or is this, you know, is she is she safe for the time being? So right now she is. Um, we are currently working through the legal process. Um, but what's really most important is that this is closing the courthouse doors. It doesn't matter if you're on the right, if you're on the left. It doesn't matter what you think about this training. This will prevent every single person that has a potential First Amendment claim against the government um, in this area, in the Eighth Circuit, if they sided with the school district from ever being able to bring a lawsuit because it could bankrupt them. This ruling just cannot stand. Um, I want to put up full screen number two, please. Uh, the lawsuit as originally filed. Uh, the school district forces teachers and staff to affirm views they do not support. We cover that to disclose personal details that they wish to keep private and to self-censor on matters of public interest. And you touched on this a moment ago. But what like, what do they want to know about you personally? Um, they I mean, we have to either we have to disclose our personal views, but we're not actually allowed to disclose our personal views. So if I believe that America is colorblind because we should see children 
as children and not through the lens of color that I'm a white supremacist. So they want you to disclose your views. They want you to admit that you're racist, but they only want you to disclose the views that they have and their opinions of you. It's kind of wild that it used to be kind of an interesting thing to say and an ideal. I'm colorblind. I don't see race. We, But that is tantamount to racism if you say that. Um, all right. The Eighth Circuit. Uh, how can we help? How do we get a hold of these guys? This just sounds totally crazy. Is there anything else you can share with us about Doug Harpool, the judge, Kimberly? Um, you know, from the very beginning, um, we had a feeling that he was going to be hostile towards the case. He, on his own, struck paragraphs um, from our original complaint, disagreeing with how we defined equity and anti-racism, which were simply how the district defined equity and anti-racism. Um, as we said, we're going to vigorously appeal this. All of the facts will be considered before the Eighth Circuit. We are confident that they will not be ignored like they were at the district court. Um, and that at the end of the day, a school district cannot compel their teachers or their students even um, into any form of speech or discriminate against them for their relief. And yep. we just we know the rule of law will come through. Uh I am confident you're going to win. Um, let's stay in touch on this. Kimberly Herman from the Southeastern Legal Foundation and Brooke Henderson. You still work at the uh, Springfield School District, right? I do still work at the Springfield School District. Do they give you a hard time? I'm sure you have. There are like minded people. What's it like for you on a day to day basis? Um, you would be surprised at how many like minded people there are, but they're too afraid to speak up. Um, but it is hard and it's scary and it's the scariest thing that I've ever done. But kids are worth it and America is worth it. So I can't stay silent. Wow. Well, good for you, Brooke Henderson. My admiration, my support. And uh, you too, Kimberly. Thank you very much. Let's stay in touch and uh, justice will prevail. I'm confident. Let's hope. All right. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Be right back. I'm relieved that my role is now, for the time being, over. I have complied with every request that was asked of me by the district attorney's office. My position is that, at the end of the day, Donald Trump needs to be held accountable for his dirty deeds if, in fact, that's the way that the facts play out. Duh, for his dirty deeds, Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen just might be held accountable for violating attorney-client privilege. Isn't that like a, a basic, right? When you become an attorney and you have a client, you're not supposed to record that client and give it to Chris Cuomo on CNN. I think Donald Trump has a great lawsuit on his hands, and he filed one against uh, Michael Cohen uh, for $500 million, alleging Cohen breached his contract. And that, that violation of the attorney-client privilege, I've never received an adequate explanation. They treat Cohen like he's some sort of a hero. What about that? Good luck to Donald Trump on that lawsuit, although Cohen uh, does not have that kind of money. All right. The man from Tennessee is back in the picture. Remember, uh, well, two of these guys, but Justin Pearson was just, I guess, reinstated. You know, they kicked him out because of that bullhorn moment. And I think rightfully so. But he got his job back. And man, is he happy. Relax, relax. 
uh, it's no big deal. You know, not a lot of people want that job. If m more people wanted to be the representative from uh, the 86th district in Memphis, more people would have ran and more people would have voted. He got elected, remember this, with 443 votes. That's what made him the representative from uh, the 86th district. That's it. In the general election, in the general election, this is communism, uh, basically. This is not... Uh, this is not democracy. All right. So he gets the job back and he is so happy. I mean, the, the, the party, the hits, he kept going. I believe in a division. People who've been ostracized. Coming to the well. I see white folk and black folk. I see queer folk and straight folk. I see rich folk and poor folk. happening i mean what's going on this is uh it reminds me of the blues brothers remember jake and elwood and then all of a sudden john belushi sees the light and he starts doing those flips it's it's right out of that uh he wrote a very silly op-ed in today's new york times where yeah he's talking about all kinds of racism including including environmental racism that killed he says his two grandmothers they died from cancer uh, no real supporting evidence. Uh, lots of grandmothers died from cancer. Did they smoke? Anyway, not a serious man, but he's going to be, unfortunately, around for a long time. I'll be right back. You like The Greg Kelly Show? You're going to love my book, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Uh, depending on how fast you read, it'll take you eight to nine hours, maybe. Uh, maybe a little less for speed readers, but put my heart and soul in it, and I think you'll like it. Published by the good people at Simon & Schuster, available wherever books are sold. Many thanks, and I'll see you tomorrow.